What up, y'all? This is Amani, and you are now listening to the Ville Radio Show on Pure Radio. My check, my check, one, two, what's going on? This is Jay Giulioli, straight and narrow in the building. You are now rocking with the Ville Radio Show. It's 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. We're going to be rocking for the next hour. You know, my uh, my other host, Jeremy Shirky, the shirt dog, is not Shirky. here today, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good in the hood. I still got my man Philly Illies in the building. Phillies, what's cracking, We brother? in here. This is the Ville Radio Show, Philly Illies, Julie Illies, and we about to pop it off. Shirt dog, you know what I'm saying? It's not in the building. Missing in action today, but it's all good. Sipping Kool Aid with Elvis right now, probably. Straight up. Listen, so we got an interesting show today. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go ahead and jump in it. Shout out to the Ville Church, um, our supporters, you know what I'm saying, and our sponsors for this show. You can check out the Ville Church at theville.church. We are located on uh, Liberty Street, 956 Liberty Street. Service is 10.30 a.m. on every Sunday, so holler at us, you know what I mean? Love to have your face in the place. But, yo, listen, this is what we're dealing with this week. Last week we talked about um, is this a Christian nation was the topic um, that we went at last week. This is a heated subject. This is really a heated, heated subject, and it's a very sensitive subject for people. Um, But nevertheless, I think it's a a really important conversation to have because I think at the end of the day what I see happening with it is that the conversation is causing a lot of division in this nation. Um, I always make this statement to people because what I find out from a lot of believers are they're not used to critically thinking um, and and approaching conversation. They kind of, sometimes we repeat what we feel is the general census amongst Christians or Christianity or American Christianity. Um, but the fact of the matter is everybody doesn't feel um, the same about these particular topics and this being a Christian nation. Um, and, and, and I think when we look at stuff like what happened with Colin Kaepernick, you see the comments come out and you the division becomes really, really evident. And I think for a long time or whatever, we've kind of sat and we've, um, we've been okay with playing like everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And at the Ville Radio Show, one of the things we try to do is try to have some of these hard conversations. And we know that they're sensitive and they, and, and they, and they make people um, a little bit angry. So I always try to tell people, um, protect your heart when you're having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? We want you to listen to the radio show, but if you need to disengage and step back or whatever, get a breather because the topic is hard for you to bear, just take your time with it. But nevertheless, the only way to go forward is for us to have real conversations. Absolutely. And express our opinions. We're human beings. We should be able to say it, and we should do it with hearts that are really ready to repent, hearts that are looking to pursue truth. You may start off on the wrong foot and end up on the right foot because of the encouragement or statements that other people are saying. Um, so I'm always hoping that we can get to that. And uh, so just gird your heart up to be, you know, to hear something you're not used to, to be a listener um, and, 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 you know, filled it out. Weigh it with the word of God as truth and, uh, and whatnot, because these are some hard subjects. But nevertheless, my concern is that... Um, these are becoming stumbling blocks for the body of Christ and causing division and therefore muddying up the beautiful gospel that we portray and stand for. Absolutely. And that's why we push on these hard things. I think some people don't like it, but it's not going to stop us from doing what we do. Um, and by no means do we approach these topics as if we are um, the scholars and the smartest people in the room on it. There's a lot to learn from a lot of people around us. You know, this week, Big Phil, you pushed on, um, you hit some statements on Facebook. And, you know, we were using Facebook this week to really fill out how people, you know, really get some of their comments and how they feel or whatever, let people talk a little bit. Yep. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we... We try to be super careful because we feel it's a virtue to do that. And I think it is a virtue. Um, but at the same time or whatever, I, sometimes I just want people to say what they really, really, really feel. Absolutely. It doesn't make you a monster because we disagree. We just have different narratives in, in our life. And, and it's logical we're going to land where we land with different um, opinions on topics or whatever. But I want to talk about that narrative thing, too, some a little bit today also. But the um, so Phillies. What's the questions you posted this week? Let's jump into that. So Tuesday, I put put up some questions about um, just, I wanted to, you know, just pose some questions to get, to start some dialogue to make people think about exactly what, um, 
what this means and, you know, just give a, a honest opinion because, like you said, sometimes people just don't want to talk about it. But, you know, they'll go to social media and they'll, well, they'll tell their whole life. That, you know what I'm mean? saying? Say what this, what this is when you said what this means so our listeners know exactly what you're getting at. Okay. The question, like when I say what this means, you know, just really giving your honest to God truth, like laying it out on the table and not caring, you know, about what people think about as far as your opinion is concerned. And saying where you really at. This, yeah, it's just, it's just really saying where you at yeah. when it comes to the topic. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I put out two questions, and we're going to start with the first one. And um, this is kind of like part two of the show from last week where we talked about Christianity um, and patriotism and Christianity in this country. Um, and I asked a question. I said, a serious question. Is the U.S. a Christian nation? Thoughts, please. And um, we got quite a few uh, comments. Um, you had a bunch of people that say, like, no. And then I was just like, thoughts. Give me, like, why no? Why do you say no? Why yeah. do you say no? You know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of people had a, a couple different views. Um, I would say no, uh, Democratic, Republican. Um, Hold on real quick, my bad. Uh, I would say no Democratic Republic. Uh, we do not define our laws based upon the Bible. If we were, the case would be um, a theocracy. So, you mm. know what I'm saying? That was one. Um, one dude said it is a free, free, Mason, uh, free Mason nation, a free Masonic nation. So I understand why many people would think this is a Christian nation. Okay. Um, once per, one dude said, no, bro, it just has Christians living here. And I truly believe that's the only reason God hasn't destroyed yeah. this nation. Yeah. So he believes that the only reason why God ain't plucked us, took us out, is because it's Christians living here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then one dude said, I don't think it's in God's will for there to be a Christian nation. He'll take care of that when he returns. So you got a couple of different things. Um my man Adam Cripps, shout out to Adam Cripps, he good here at the Ville Church. He said, well, if you ask a Christian, I don't know how to say this, Adam, a narcissist, um, anarchist, I guess that's what it is, yeah, a Christian anarchist, then no nation is a Christian nation based on 1 Samuel 8. When the Israelites rejected God and chose a worldly king, authority, arch, in order to be like other nations of the world. You you know I I, I actually I want to read that too. Um, I want to read that scripture, or whatever. It's a little bit lengthy, but I want to read it really fast because I think that was a really interesting point that Adam made. Because if if we ever had a concept of uh, what a godly nation looked like or a nation under God looked like, it would have actually been what was established with Israel, because right. God literally was their king right. and. They literally moved under his laws that he implemented. Um, but then we see in this narrative, um, which I think it supports the fact that we really, who can say that they actually are a godly nation? Right. Um, and so we keep attributing that to America. And I don't believe that's actually true. But I think there's a lot of nuances in this argument that pop up or whatever that definitely need to be paid attention to. Like, for instance, all our people that have served this country. Right. Um, uh, you know, like I have friends that are soldiers, you know what I'm saying, that have served in the military and they've done it out of a noble, honorable place. Absolutely. And their intention and their heart for it is, man, I stood for this country straight up and down. And so I respect that all day long. Um, but I think it, these conversations definitely step on the toes of that. And so I think clarity is really necessary. But let me just reset First Samuel 8 really quick. Um, I'm going to start with this right here. I'm going to start in verse 4. It says, then all the elders of Israel gathered to, together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, behold, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. They're trying to play my man. And they said, now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the king display, displeased Samuel and when, when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord and the Lord said to Samuel, obey the voice of the people and all, all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. And, and that's a really strong point, that statement right there, because basically mm. what he's saying is 
they've rejected being a godly nation right in the sense of how god defines a godly nation which i i think we would be you know we're side by side in what is the next verse is going to describe Mm -hmm. it sounds exactly like american government not godly government that was previously described in this text it's first samuel 8 if you just join us but verse 8 says according to all the deeds that they have done from the day i brought them out of egypt even to this day forsaking me serving other gods so they are also doing to you now then obey their voice only you shall solemnly solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them and now peep this he says so samuel told all the words of the lord to the people who were asking for a king from him he said This will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots and to be his horsemen and to run before his chariots. Basically, he's going to put you in his military to guard his country. And he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties and some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his implements of war and the equipment of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive gardens and give them to his servants. He will take the tenth of your grain taxes of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants and female servants and the best of your young men and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take the tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. So so, so would I be wrong if I say that sounds like uh, the government? It sounds, it's, it's basically the establishing of, this point in the government. I'm jumping yeah. it all the way to America, but you know, this is speaking literally to what is about to happen to Israel and them going into literal slavery. But nevertheless, the model is consistent with governments and, and, and government processes and procedures. And it doesn't look the way God has called it to look. Mm. Um, you know, and it, you know, one of my things, too, I saw one of the people in the comments that made a comment like that, too. Matter of fact, we kind of went back and forth with somebody who was pushing on how prosperous we are. Yep. And, um, you know, and they were like, you know, God has to be, um, you know, with us because look at the prosperity of our nation. But what is prosperity? Like, what is it when we talk about us being a prosperous nation? What are we really talking about? Because we're like, how many scamillions of cabillions and trillions of dollars in debt? So how are we a prosperous nation? It's like somebody who's balling out of control, but they actually use credit cards to ball. Nobody that's really, truly wealthy would ever call that person prosperous. Absolutely. So it's actually an illogical statement at the end of the day. And then when you even think about how we lead on so many things with with um, imprisonment of our own people mm-hmm. um, and just just all type of things that are uh, that are not good. We lead among the nations or whatever in what is supposed to be the land of plenty. And so even though I think we are definitely, I mean, the opportunities here in America are amazing and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else at right. all. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down. But I think when we start trying to pair this and marry it to being blessed as a Christian yeah. Um, and it being a Christian nation, yeah. I think that we start messing with the truth of the gospel in the wrong yeah. type of way. And I kind of, I kind of understand <clears throat> what he was trying to say, uh, what the person was trying to say, because um, he was saying how you know a lot of evangelism comes out of the U.S. You know, a lot of opportunities for you know outreach and stuff to come out of the U.S. And you, this is a free country where you can freely worship your God, and you ain't got to worry about nobody. You know. Uh, threatening to throw you in jail or, you know, threatening in your life. So he was just really trying to put out there that, man, you know, God has blessed this nation and, you know, you know, he feels like it's, uh, we have the favor of God on our lives when it comes to this nation. You know what I'm saying? And he equated that to, uh, that's when he equated that to the prosperity that God has given us. Um, and you know, he made, they made the comment that it's not always, uh, financially, uh, uh, evident or financially the case, but it's always financially potent, which means that, you know, just like you can clearly see what God has done with our country and, you know, he applied that, you know what I'm saying? The blessings of God, um, added to you, um, riches and make of no sorrow, all these different things. And so I kind of. 
you know, from a first glance, I will understand what he's trying to apply. Um, but I would say to push back on that, um, you have too many, and it's kind of like what you said to him, you have too many nations all over this world that profess Christianity and that love the Lord Jesus, and they cannot relate at all to how we do Christianity. Most nations will say that Christians in America ain't real Christians. Like, I know you, we, we'll probably run up on something and be like, hey, y'all ain't, y'all ain't about this life because we, we really about this life over here. We got guns to our head. We, we preaching in caves. We praying and we ain't got the proper clothing or food. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wouldn't last a day in our shoes. Yeah. So, you know, you'll get a lot of people that'll be like, yo, y'all ain't really rocking with us. Y'all um, probably won't say that, but you'll get some that really rock like that. And you, what I've learned is between me traveling the country and then just reading and researching what Christianity was, like I realized that it's bigger than the four walls of this country. And as long as you, as long as your mindset see America as what the standard is for Christianity, you're going to continue to have these type of hiccups. And you're going to continue to, have to uh, say, well, you know, hey, listen, God is, um, even I had people in the comments say that um, it was built, this, con- this country was built on a Judeo-Christian worldview. Yeah. And I, I even want to push back on that. Yeah. I even want to push back on that. Just because we came over with some morals, just because they came over with some morals that we feel like, hey, this is uh, Christianity and how we know it and what we know it. And, uh, you know, um, because, you know, some people made the comment, they say something, some of our uh, uh, forefathers, some of our uh, uh, Englishmen and, and men that came over from Europe um, made the comments that we want to show our God to the world and things that of that, you know, I mean, I, that sounds great. Yeah. That sounds good. But what does that really mean? What does that really mean? Especially when you came over and did the absolutely opposite of what your God uh, stands on and what your God is for. Yeah. This is, <laughs> so this is where it gets really messy at for me or whatever. Yeah. I think like in the conversation, I think that um, I think we attribute things to being Christian too quickly. Um, And I think we walk around with like a bag of virtues that are good things. And so anything that walks, talks, acts like it or proclaims to kind of be it, you know, like we always go, man, it's a good person or there's good people. Maybe they are good people. Doesn't mean they're not sinful people. If we agree with the Bible, you can be a good dude, but you're actually still falling short before the glory of God. So like we have this weird unbalance of how we attribute virtuous things things to things and call them Christian and call them God and they get this certain credibility with us but they're actually not um and they become so much of an idol and I'm, my thing is I wonder why we do this is it is it like the a Pharisee type nature and it's where we're we we're holding on to our own self-righteousness in a sense right. so we need this thing to be a good thing because this thing is like us right and we need something to be a bad thing for for so when you get to this conversation or whatever and we start talking about patriotism and all these different things or whatever and is this a godly nation and people really get in an uproar like how dare you say that or how dare you say anything that questions America's glory yep it's like come on man like like let's let me say this right here it's illogical given the historical narrative of this country for people to think that everybody's going to stand behind America and sing kumbaya absolutely now that this is our country. So most definitely, that is something that I believe we want to all see. Yep. But it's, it's injurious to certain people's hearts when we can't be real about the narrative and the story. For instance, if, you're, if you grow up in a home and you're, all your parents were like your family history is that you have a lineage of soldiers in your family, and that is the story you heard all your life, you're going to most definitely be serious about Absolutely. Like, yo, we, we bleed red, white, and blue over yes, here, bottom line. You ain't going to let nobody come at you crazy. It would be illogical it. for me to think that somebody would land any other way. Yep. 
But if you're a person and you live in this beautiful country with all of this opportunity, yet you've always had somebody standing on your neck and your back, and you live on a side of town where there's nothing, and you look on the other side of town, and it looks like heaven on earth, Yep. then you're going to start to get very suspect about this country that's supposed to be there for you also. Absolutely. And so it would be illogical for somebody to think that that person who can't seem to get their head above water whose neighborhood is with has F schools all around it, mm. where you have one narrative where officers are superheroes in your community, but in my neighborhood, the narrative is that, is that officers are actually like, we feel we're terrified of them because yep. the way we're treated. Then yep. how you expect me to be wrap myself in the red, white, and blue the same way? I'm not saying it's not the direction we should all be pushing for. I'm saying that how do we get there without having enough respect and honor for each other to acknowledge that these um, dueling narratives actually are there. Absolutely. You know, one of the points too, Big Phil, is like when we was talking to Shirt Dog yesterday, we were talking about how much of a step it is for us to get to the point to just be able to say it's complicated. Because, <laughs> I mean, look, I find myself having to repent about these conversations also because sometimes I want to make a definitive statement about the person on the other side of the table. Yep. And sometimes I walk away and I feel deeply convicted. Like, man, that ain't right. The fact of the matter is, it's complicated. Absolutely. And I was, I was just telling you that because I was having a, a, not on this subject, but a conversation to where I had to think outside of what I know with one of my mentees last night. Yeah. We was having a serious conversation about some things that she believes and I was just, you know, she she made a valid point, man. She's like, you should stop for a minute and listen to what I have to say versus trying to fix me in the process. Mm. And I think that, you know what I mean, a lot of times what happens is um, is that we make these comments. I mean, we, we don't. We don't give an opportunity to really listen to a person's worldview, to a person's surrounding, and how they had to exist in this country. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What, it's just like when my mama, you, you know, like Andy Minio made one of the comments on one of his songs. He said, um, um, my, it, it was funny how my mom didn't go across my head when she caught me having sex in the house. He said, my mom's came in and he made this line where my mom's caught me having sex in the house. And he was like, man, I thought, you know, I, it was funny that she didn't go across my head. He said, I realized she didn't go across my head when I found out how I came into this world and my mom and my mom or daddy ain't married. You yeah, see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing. You find out things about your parents that your parents been telling you. You be like, yo, um, hey, um, don't do this. Or why you doing that? I don't want you to do this. And then when you grow up, you realize, hey, mom dudes or pops, I think y'all was doing some of the same things, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I get why they don't want us to do it, yeah. but it's the conversation in the between that's, that is, is un, that's uh, avoided. And we got to have that conversation and explain what's going on and be willing to listen from another experience, from another place. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a lot of different, um, that's where it came from a lot of comments on the post when I put about it, you could tell that everybody just trying to make their point. Everybody is really trying to just say, hey, you know, this is how I feel about this, this is how I feel about this. And like, once somebody said, um, and even my man Voss, he put up on the comments, Vossier, um, he was like, um, you know, there's this uh, Treaty of Tripoli, the Treaty of Tripoli where it was supposed to be stated that the Treaty of Tripoli says, um, in Article 11 stating that the government of the United States of America is not and in any sense found on the Christian religion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he posted it, and then another guy that I know posted it, um, one of my um, other brothers, he posted it. And he said, I wish we Christians would stop telling the lie that it is. They do not study history. Uh, we say that settlers came here to, do, to be able to worship God freely. History shows that many of the colonies were set up as a penal colonies because Britain wanted to have a place to send the worst criminals of their society. Oh. He said Thomas Jefferson in the signing of the Treaty of Tripoli wrote in Article 11 stating that this is in not any ways a Christian nation. Now somebody else pushed back on that, said that's not true. 
said not exactly true on the Treaty of Tripoli. The original Treaty of Tripoli articles 10 through 12 were written in Arabic and so can't be att uh, attributed to Jeff Jefferson. And for a long time, that phrase was attributed to Washington, not Jefferson. So I think he was saying, I don't guess he was necessarily saying that it wasn't true. I guess he was saying Thomas Jefferson didn't act is not the one who actually but, made this comment. But one of the forefathers of this country did wrote that in wrote there. that in there so that whole game that we've been getting that that beautiful story we've been trying to wash ourselves with right simply is not true right you right. know this this is to me this is important it's an important thing because i think in the church being sanctified and being matured like god has called us to be a nation unto ourselves. Right. Despite what our country does, absolutely, um, we should honor our country. We should honor our president, whether we like them or not, and we should pray for for them, whether we like them or not. And we live in this country, yep. so I guess guess believe. I don't care how many people pull up with Confederate flags. If somebody mess with this country, I'm going to war with them side by side. Side by side, because they my they babies are here, my babies are here. Yes, sir. This is our home right there, whatever. So you know that'll unify us real quick. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the church the living church living stones the people who make up the body of christ yep we have to stop playing the game of patriotism at the expense of the gospel like god is not redeeming this country he's redeeming a people absolutely unto himself come on and so and it, you know when we look inside of revelations we look inside of revelation and it says um it says, after this, I looked, and there was before me a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Yo, listen, man, we're going to be partying with everybody on this earth. I don't I'm care sorry. where they at or whatever. It's not about a particular nation. God is pulling a people up under himself and redeeming us to him yep. for his own glory or whatever. And so I think we miss that a lot, too. There's another thing you hear too, Philly Ellis. I um I wanted to read the scripture too. Yep. Colossians three thirteen through fourteen. It says thirteen says bear with each other, which is very much like listening to each other. Come on. It includes the virtues that come come out of the spirit, like long suffering, patience, those type of things. So with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against some. Yep. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. This scripture is so gangster in the middle of this conversation is because the sin and, 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 and I'll be the first one to admit being guilty of this sin is that we come at it with having to make definitive statements about the other. Like, we love calling somebody a heretic. Oh, man. We love calling somebody a heretic. Man. We love saying, you know, oh, that's heresy. We love finding somebody for being guilty. Yep. But the word of God does not paint a picture of us being in unity because we just all get it. It talks about us bearing with one another because the Bible is not naive to the fact that our circumstances are going to be different. But the gospel of Christ and this idea of love, like look what it says. It says, and over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So godly love, which only comes through the revelation of the cross, mm -hmm. which in the cross, what we see is sacrifice. Absolutely. That's the example that was set. It, what we see is God stomaching, listening to the disciples in their foolishness and saying, ye of little faith. Mm -hmm. How many things did they say out of their mouth could, that he could have been like heresy or crushed them in any second? Yep. The fact of the matter is his steadfast love is keeping us every day because none of us are meeting the mark every day. Nobody is. Nobody is. I don't care if you've been saved two days, two hours, or 255 years you've been walking the earth. Whatever it is, you are not meeting the mark. And it's his steadfast love that holds us in place. So if he wanted to, to deem any of us to be heretics in a sense... Or, or to be, because during the day, we lose our faith all the time and turn towards idols. Yep. And his spirit is completely pulling us back. If you glance at another woman really quick, homie, you, you, it's a, you, you, you done, done lean into an idol. Yep. Nobody gets away. His, his mercies are made new every morning because we need his mercy every morning. And so I think when we get that out of our view, we're not able to approach hard topics 
which need to be approached Absolutely. for us to get to unity. This doesn't say avoid it. It says bear with each other and forgive one another, which means you're actually talking about hard topics and then you're working through them joints or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And you're letting love actually lead you and letting God bind your hearts through them. Because I'm like, man, it, you know, this is a big thing too, Phils, and I know you feel this or whatever all day long. We didn't learn so much from dealing with a diverse church. And the conversation on race issues for me used to be so black and white. Yep. Then when I started listening to some of my white brothers and sisters that I even didn't agree with yep. on their perspective, I still was able to get some type of compassion for them because what would I expect coming from their narrative? They, from the way they were raised, yep. from what their parents taught them, why would I expect anything different? They did not have to exist in our world, period. Yeah. It, 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 went, it, it changes the conversation from making somebody, we're good because we believe this, you're evil because you believe this. Yep. All of a sudden, you're like... I really I, feel sorry for you. Like, yeah, I, I actually grieve for grieve you because yep. I see the enemy's tactic and how he did that or whatever and everything else. And then I also see the way the enemy is working on me, too, to have yep. a hatred for you because yep. I was ready to cast a stone at you. Yep. And so when I read this verse in Colossians, man, bear with each other and forgive one another, man, like it's so beautiful because you could just see the fruit of the cross and the fruit of the spirit showing itself as being powerful. So it's powerful for this conversation we're having about this country yep. and it and it and it whether it's a Christian nation and the idea of patriotism and mixing that up with God and all that. Those idols we hold on, we don't have to hold on to because God has given us a sharper sword to fight with. You know what I'm saying? So And I was like <clears throat> and you know, I was having a conversation with one of my brothers and and a couple of other people from another post that I post, and that's cause that's really all I want people to understand is that we should be bearing with each other and having these conversations. Even if it is, even if it is like totally like unbeknownst to you, like you don't know nothing about it, you like flabbergasted that this is even happening, you should be still willing to be sit and listen because this is people's lives. This is what goes on in people's lives, man. It's your world is not the standard from which it's for everybody. It really doesn't. And if we're not willing to have these conversations and really listen, because that's where the other question, so I pose another question that, and this is where that question came from. I said, and I said it like this just to get people to start dialogue because I, I, I realized that some people ain't going to say nothing because of the simple fact he's promoting LaCroix. We don't do LaCroix. Um, LaCroix, boy. Um, but some people uh, wouldn't even answer the question or be real about it if I hadn't said it this way. So I chose to say it this way, which is not a lie. My homeboy is, my, my best friend is a Marine. He was in the Marine Corps, you know what I'm saying? And he has views about this country. He know I have views about this country. So I said my best friend is a Marine and fought in the war of, Ag of Afghanistan. Um, do I owe to him the respect he deserves by keeping my mouth closed about how I really feel about this country? Or do I exercise what he fought for and express my feelings, but at the cost of maybe losing my friendship with him? You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to pose the question as if, hey, I know several military men, military men that this. Yeah, and women. And women. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Shout out to the women. Yes, sir. Shout buddy. out to the ladies. Yes, All sir. All the soldiers out there. All the soldiers out there. Uh, I know several military men and women that this is very sensitive when it comes to the grievances of this country. Yeah. Like expressing your grievances about this country is like really, really sensitive. It's like a no-no. And somebody put in the comments, he said, uh, uh, Phil, and I believe he served, he said, Phil, what you got to understand is this was a system and a program that changed a lot of these young men and women lives. That they would be literally dead if it had not been for the military. Yeah. It's almost like your parents raising you. It's almost like you coming in and saying, your parents are horrible. Yeah. And you're like, I ain't going to let you talk about my mom and daddy like that. Yeah. So I had to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To understand that, hey, people, my man who, shout out to who, who say, listen, we fight so that you can give, uh, that you can speak freely about it. Just do it respectfully. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's people out here laying their lives down and really, really 
like die hard for this country because they had bullets flying past their face, you know what I'm saying, for it. Or so many of them in rehab right now trying to walk again and everything else. This is why it's a complex conversation. Yep. It's a very complex conversation. You know, God, and God, please have mercy on us and forgive us for the ways we've been messy about this conversation. Um, what comes to my mind is 1 Peter 3.8, right? It's 1 Peter 3.8 says this. It says, finally, all of you be like-minded. And then listen to what it says. Be sympathetic. Mm. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. I think that's such a big point because it says be sympathetic. Like we we these words we hear all the time, but we don't regard them as gangster weaponry that God gives us. Right. And we in these divisions they rage so heavy. It'd be crazy for me to think somebody who is a soldier and has served and watched their friends get killed in front of them and come home dealing with PTSD to get not loved by a country, but still nevertheless signed up for it, knowing in advance uh, to yeah. fight for our freedoms. It'd be crazy for me to think they would have a different perspective. Yeah. But then on the flip side, come on. It's so hard for me come on. when people don't want to let me express my feelings for what I feel about the country as a black man. Yep. Like, on both senses, we'll end up being illogical if we don't respect each other's narratives yep. and then learn to be sympathetic towards each other, as the scripture says. L- listen, not only just a black man, but a black man in the military. Like, like the, 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 the narrative is going to still be different. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, somebody made a comment on here and... Um, one person did not like what the comment said. And there was somebody made a comment that uh, your friend will be all right. Uh, you could talk to him because he only went into the military for benefits anyway, right? Once somebody didn't like that comment, and I will understand why she didn't like that comment. I ain't really rocking with that comment either. I don't really care for the comment either. I know the young lady who made the comment, and I know the young lady who also responded to the comment. But I understand the lady who made the comment. I understand why she would say that. Because do you know how many how many people in my neighborhood and where I come from that they can't get a job nowhere else because of their arrest record? Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a family member. I got a cousin. I got my cousin. My cousin told me his story. My cousin, like, yo, he's... Bro, that's like one of my heroes. He don't know it, but that's that's, that's my dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't talk to him that much, but he knows, I, man, I almost, I try as much as I can to tailor my life after him and when I was coming up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because he was one of the coolest guys in, in the neighborhood. But he got into some trouble because he, wa- he wanted to do some street activity at one point in time in his life. Yeah. And I never forget what he told me. He was like, he, when he when he when he got caught up with the, with with the uh, police, and he spent a couple of days in jail or spent a night in jail, he was like, "Yo, this ain't my life. I can't do this. Yeah, my mom ain't raised me like this, and I ain't finna do this." So he was like, "I'm about to go." He was like, "But I can't I can't do nothing else. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to the military because yeah. I don't, I can't do nothing else. I don't, it, nobody else won't hire me." Yeah. I can't go nowhere else to get no job that yeah. I can be decent enough to where I can stay out these streets. The money I've been making fast in these streets, it got me to live in a certain kind of way, and I still want to live that way. And even if and, and even if I don't make that type of money, I just want a decent job. Yeah. I just want a job where I can really do what I need to do. I want to duck no bullet. To be, yeah, yeah, and to build off of it, and I ain't gotta, my life ain't got to be costly. So he said, I'd rather go fight for my country because I ain't got nothing to, that, like, what I want people to understand is in my narrative, I know a lot of people they just had to result to going. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like want to be the top flight airmen and fight for the country. They had no other options. They had no other option. And and let's be honest, I get it. We gotta be responsible for our actions and everything else. But we also talk about neglecting the communities that perpetuate Absolutely. crime systematically. Systematically, where there's no opportunities in the neighborhood. Like, there's no way for me to be able to better myself. 
And, and, and so you're going to get increased crime in that. So the, the narrative that takes a lot, a lot of people in the military is different as well. Yep. And so, yeah, man, it's a complex conversation. It is. And we're in a really great place if we could simply say that and respect everybody's story. Because here's the thing. I, I hear some people's really sharp response about the military in this country. And it's like, blank this country or whatever the case is. Right. And a part of me gets it, then a part of me actually hurts and grieves when I hear that because Absolutely. I realize how much blood has been poured out for this country. Like, here's the thing. Even when I think about the soldiers, the black soldiers back in the day yes, that fought for this country, even though they were being put on the front lines to be a battling ram and just get shot the heck up, right? They don't nobody want to have these conversations. See, it's complex because you have that, yep. but then you also have... The dignity that was in these black soldiers, like the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen, the first people to jump in planes. Come on. In a lot of these scenarios, they were being played as suckers in one sense. Yep. And in another scenario, they were also making new paths. Yep. And, and opening the doors for so many people, and they got spit on their face just to be able to walk forward. Spit on planes were set up, booby traps. They, like... You getting ambushed by your own people. Listen, and here's the thing. The winners tell the history. Yep. So we don't even got the full history. What we know is ugly, but that's what I mean. It's complex. So you got to understand, especially when you deal with a minority, that that's their historical narrative they're yep. looking at. Absolutely. It's this one thing where it's bittersweet. It's, it's, it's thank you for, for, for knocking down doors. Yes. But... but but you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's still screw, screw, the, screw the rest of this other part for making it so hard oh, yeah. for them to knock down doors and for it to, and, and the dignity being stripped in it. And so that's what I mean. It's really, really, um, it's really a complex conversation. And here's the thing. By not letting people have that conversation, by not doing what First Peter 3, 8, 8 says and, and letting us have a... Uh, us approaching these conversations sympathetic, yep. to me, that's what breeds the sharpness. It does. And man. It, it actually perpetuates the strife and the contention. Yep. Because if we could just open our ears to listen, they could say, Dag, be that happened to your, to your grand, you know what I'm saying? Like, that happened to your grandparents? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's what I went down? I could see how you feel that way. It sounds completely logical. Yep. And then, yo, if you if you from a bunch of decorated soldiers in your family, I can see why you feel that way. Yep. Actually, you know what? I want to see this country like this th this way, too. Like, I want to start a new path of building what it means to be patriotic in this country. But how are we going to do that in unity if you won't let me actually grieve what has happened in the past as well? Yep. And it perpetuates issues. It perpetuates what people care about. Uh, old glory bef before they care about a human life. And I'm not saying that's everybody, yeah. but people will turn their backs on people getting shot down and killed in this country and oppression being systematically uh, uh, built and putting walls up to where people can't succeed just, just because I drop a flag on the ground. And man, listen, please, as I'm saying this, if you're listening to this and if you're watching online, I mean, no disrespect to no military man, to no military woman, to those who serve. I love this country, and I am thankful for what you have done for me and uh, with me when it comes to the values and the morals and when it comes to just being able to freely be able to talk about these issues. But we have all this type of freedom, and we don't want to talk about it because it takes us out of our comfort. See, what I told, I had a conversation with my wife last night, and I told them the more, I told her, like, the, at the end of the day, secular humanism is, is, what's in, is what's at the top of everything. That's at the top of, that's over God, patriot. It's about me being what I want to be and me being comfortable. And yep. if I don't get it that way, I don't want it at all. You hateful, I demonize, I talk about, you I, like I can't even have a civil conversation with you, and I just want people to know that man. Listen, no one is saying that we don't care for this country. What we're saying is, look at what it does still in this country. When you have a guy that served as long as he did 
in the military go to go to a restaurant, chooses to have a have a dinner. He goes to the restaurant. You're supposed to eat. He eats free on this day because he's a military man. You see him with his. He got military paraphernalia on. He got you know stuff. You know his jacket on. His different things. You got all these other military men in there. You do not dare once ask him pull out your put ask them to pull out their identification to show that they're military. You go straight to this black man, say, we need proof that you are a military man. Because so, because what happened is uh, a white gentleman who was in the military knew that him being a black man during the time he served, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he it's like these these levels of or levels that they have, like a six or a seven, and he realized that the black man didn't reach this certain level because he knew he couldn't because of his color of his skin during the time he served. Yeah. So he went and said, you might need to go check his identification. You, the manager of the restaurant, go do it because of the simple fact that what he said to you, and then after this man shows you that he's a military man, you say, I'm going to take the rest of your food and you can't do it because he began to explain to you and begin to express why you shouldn't have did that in the first place. Yeah. And it's like stuff like that, like that's humiliating at its finest, man. Yeah. It's a, the, at the end of the day, we're living in very different Americas. And we, we betray each other not to let each other speak about those Americas. Yep. Like, on one sense, people have to be able to celebrate our country. Yep. And another sense, people need to be able to point out the speck inside of our country's eye. Have to. When it's there, and especially when it's oppressing them and leaning on them. And we, having sympathy for each other, need to be able to grieve with each other and mourn with each other, as the Bible says. It just is what it is. Yep. The circumstances are really, really different, man. And, um, and, that that is that is that that separation is division at its finest. That lack of sympathy in our hearts towards each other, it's a lack of it's a lack of love. Yes. That's what it is. And and so the reason these conversations are so um important as I leaned in when we first started is because the answer is biblical love. Love, yes. It's the answer on all things. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden the picture and the narrative changes. But the love of God redeems what has been broken. Absolutely. Where there's a breach, it it builds a wall. You get what I'm saying? And um, you know, I even think about even Nehemiah's story. You 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 serving a pagan nation, right? And then you appeal to the king to go back to your people, because your people are out here distraught, looking crazy out here. Walls crumble to nothing. Even though in that story, the king still had enough sense to realize the narrative in that story. Yep. Homie, that's your people. Your narrative is brokenness over there while you're standing over it. Like it would, we, the way we played in America, we'd have been like, yo, you in America, this and that, da da da. You work for me, I'm the king. Yep. But he, he still was able to sympathize with Nehemiah in that story yep. and be like, you know what? I feel you, B. Go, go deal with your people. And that's how I feel a lot of times in this country as an African-American man. I'm like, even when it comes to the church establishment overall, mm -hmm. it, 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 uh, it grieves me deeply because I, I feel like, yo, we, we've, we've, we've taken a hold of Christendom, but we forgot about black America in the process. We did. And then we have so, we, we, we have so many grievances, critiques, and everything, and we think they're spiritual, but they're actually racist, and they sound just like all of the forefathers who perpetuated grievous racism in this country, and, they don't, and people don't know that they're actually walking in the legacy of it, and they won't look back through the narrative and be honest about it, so they're doing it, and they think they're doing something new. I'm like, homie, we've been hearing this conversation for years. My, grand, my, my grandparents, everything she says sounds exactly like what you're saying right now. Yep. And you're doing it in the banner of Christ, but you're actually driving division in the church. Yep. You're actually undermining the beauty of the cross. You know what I'm saying? And, Jay, what most people say is us wanting to have this conversation, us talking about it live, 
we're the ones perpetuating division. We're the ones that just need to preach the gospel. We all are one. We all are human. We all are going, you know, either here or there when we die. We're perpetuating a problem when we want to discuss these issues. We want to, when we want to raise our voices and, uh, of, when it comes to equality and this, that, and the third. What, like, I wish it was really, what, what can we say? Like, what can, what can be done? Like, see, because, see, I hate for, I, I, okay. this, is, this is what's being said. And then when something like 9-11 happens, it changes the whole perspective. Yeah. But it's like what my man Swoop said in the song. It's like 9-11, we can hold hands. 9-12, I don't know, man. Because yeah. it changes. It changes. It changes. It. What can we say? Like, what is, what, I mean, what is, what can we do, man? Like, what, what can be said for people that say we are perpetuating this problem just because we want to have this conversation? Well, I, 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 I can crush anybody who wants to have that conversation all day because statistically, I always say the same number, our diversity in the church is at 2.5%. Mm-hmm. I'm not fighting for the world. The world is broken. I already didn't let that go. Come on. I'm fighting because of the gospel of Jesus Christ and it being crapped on with these little games we play. And like, we need to repent. We need to walk in the light. That includes me. That includes my church. That includes all the churches, white church, black church, all of that. We need to be broken by the truth of the gospel. And the gospel paints something about the cross being so powerful that it takes people who were once enemies of God and brings them back to covenant with God. So you telling me that we, as enemies of skin color, can't be brought back together? So when we are a church that's supposed to be standing for his glory, but we look divided 2.5% over this whole entire country, that's all we could pull together? Man, we look like suckers, but more than anything, the God we talk about, we are a blemish on the cross. That's why we have these conversations. And we already divided, been divided. There was never a point in the history of this country when we weren't divided. The, the idolatry of race that was happening inside of the church, which was the white church doing slavery, birth the black church because black people couldn't go to church with them and be dignified and that's not to demonize white people over black people because we are doing it today in our black churches we have our black kingdom and you don't fit in it and we don't want you in it we still walking it we're still walking in that sin and that's not an indictment on every church because there's a lot of people who are out there fighting for diversity because i read revelations early and the picture that's painted is this all nations, all tribes, and everything coming together. That's what God is doing. That's what he's doing eternally. So that's what we're called to fight for right now to his glory while we're on earth. And so, Phillies, that's what I think it is. You know what I'm saying? I think it starts with the church walking in the light and being repentant. Um, I think that people who have a problem with conversations like this, I think that those people pretty much got their head in the ground. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to them, but I think they have their head in the ground. Not that, and I'm not talking about people who may disagree with our perspective. I'm completely open for that. I feel that we get forward by going through stuff. Yeah. It's like if you sit down with your wife and y'all got to work through your bills and your money ain't right and everything, y'all need attention to get to the clear path to go forward. Um, my problem is, is that I feel like Anybody who brings up racism, and we saw this just recently when we went through the vote, through 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 uh, the presidency and the run, mm-hmm. we saw it with that. We saw it while Obama was in office. All of a sudden, the rest he split open, and we saw how divided the church really was. Because mm. everybody else was be able to say sing kumbaya and act like it was all good yep. until something. And and here's the thing: what's scary to me is to see how fragile the church was at those moments, mm. and to see how quickly. The enemy could just throw a little bomb in that joint, and we 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 split, and like it's 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 over. That's not what God is doing. That's not what He's reconciling to Himself. This these scriptures I've been reading today talk about unity. It talks about sympathy. It talks about it talks about uh, bearing with one another, being the path that's going to actually put 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 us in a place where nothing can rip us apart, mm. where we stand as a nation up under God for real, as a people group. That's His, not a country you get what i'm saying and so it's thug life man it's time to stop playing it's time to stop playing easy church and it's time to stop being mad at what's happening outside of our walls without 
being mad with what's happening in our walls. Yep. Like we keep wearing this thing of like, yo, we we God's people and we wrapped in his virtues and everything else. Like, no, we're sinners. And the way we're actually sanctified is walking in the light and confessing our sins. And he is faithful and he continues to 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 sanctify us. Yep. And walk us into our light. That's the process of being a believer. So if you got to this point where you think you're good and don't know how to admit or confess sin, how are you going to grow? We stuck. And that's we've been stuck in these conversations and we've been stuck in this argument for mad long or whatever. So join me making me mad. Yo, Phillies, check this out, though. Homeboy, we got five minutes. Oh, man. Yo, straight up, we've been running our mouth. You know what it is, though? It's the LaCroix, my boy. That's what hey, it is, they, though. They're not cutting no check for us, so stop promoting them, bro, because they're not good. I'm going to do them like Puffy did back in the day. Yo, I love this drink right here. Y'all send me a check, and I'll uncover this name. You <laughs> remember <laughs> what he did that on Making the Bed? Yes, sir. That joke's crazy. True indeed. So listen, let's take the five minutes and bust a song. I heard you and uh, Aaron Ventura got a joint. Yeah, we got five minutes left. I might as well go ahead on and rock it out. You know what I'm saying? We'll come back and you close it out. But I got this new joint with my homie AV and Ventura. He got an album coming out um, in the next couple months. You know what I'm saying? My man was down here in the Ville, you know, but he started. He's, he decided to further his education, end up going to school. Moscow. Going to, going to seminary in Moscow. Not Moscow, Russia. Moscow, Iowa. I ain't even know there was a Moscow, Iowa. But there is. So he's there. I'm not going. I ain't going either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, um, but he's there. That's my man. I love him. We just made some beautiful uh, magic together. And we got a song called From the Ville to the Skull. Skull meaning Moscow. And we're going to play it right here on the Ville Radio Show. And he's looking for someone to devour. So resist him steadfast in the power of the Holy Ghost. Knowing that these afflictions you must endure till the end of the only road. Straight and narrow is the path that you gotta take. On the road that is easy, there's a lot of fakes. A lot of sons of the devil, yeah, a lot of snakes. But you gotta lay your enemies, so don't hate. Just refute their lies and misdirection. Especially if they deny the resurrection. Cause he's the Lord of the living, ask Abraham. Ask Isaac, ask Jacob, that's the I am. Yeah, from the veil to the skull. Have they not heard? Yep, they already know. The sound's gone out to the ends of the earth and the words to uh, the end of the world. Big Phil, tell them. Veil to the skull. Go. Let them haters know. No. We're taking new life with us everywhere we go. <gasps> Willing to water the seeds that we sow. Only the rest of the guy. He's the one that make them grow. Uh, Big Phil and AV got some no new. No. Call it Coast to Coast Part 2. Ooh. And I tell you this time what we won't do. Lead a home and shirt dog out the loop. Yeah, they steady talking, uh-huh. and if we talking, uh-huh. it's Calvary, and a resurrection that carries me, so why the enemy Woo. try to nullify, yeah. because he got up, I've been justified, yes. AV, even though I know you're out west, I know you still wear the veal church on your chest, yes. it's free Duval with the scope too, scope say that gospel everywhere that we go to, it's free Duval and the scope too, scope say that gospel everywhere that we go to, from the veal to the scope, let them know, dope. from the veal to the scope, let them know, from the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. You already know, baby. This the veil radio show. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Hey, know what I'm saying? I hope shirt. Sure, I hope you're satisfied. I know you ain't on the show today, but I hope you're satisfied with. The comment that, you know what I'm saying, my little line I put in there, shout out to the homeless shirt dog. He got me the last time because I said everybody else's name in the song and didn't say his, but I make sure I put you in there, dog. So that's my dog, new song, Bill to the Skull. He gonna shoot a video to it. He coming down to Duval, so y'all make sure y'all look out for that too. So, you know what I mean? Yo, check it out. Listen, uh, 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. We're going to wrap it up with that. Listen, people, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? It's the Bill Radio Show. Um, come back next week. You know how we do. We always get down into something real greasy, some type of topic or whatever. And, um, you know, God bless y'all. Listen, man, pray for our nation. Pray for our people. Pray for our soldiers. Pray for our church. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? Please. Let's do that. And let's approach these conversations and, and you know, anybody you engage with a heart of sympathy and a heart of love and, and let us, God, guide us in the truth through it. You know what I'm saying? But, boy, if we could exercise some ears to listen, 
change the world with it. Believe me. Really could. Yo, we out. We love y'all. Bill Radio. Peace.